We are out here with my man, Brandon Simmons. Sync gems. Let's yeah. drop some gems on them. Yes. We can do That's it. That's all I can say. We can do it. Um, Brandon, we've we've met on uh, we've met via Clubhouse in one of these listening groups, and I had to listen to one of your tracks, and I was like, "Damn, this guy's this guy's onto something." <laughs> um, and I wanted to get your story until here, what how you started with music, and what you're proud of today and all these things that that brought you to this moment where you are right now. You are also a family guy, but tell us how you got to this point of where you are at in this game. Yeah, so I started with music at um, a pretty early age. My first introduction to music was when I was in the fourth grade in elementary school. I played the alto sax um and in the band and i played that for a year um and then when i got into middle school um i started i joined the choir a school choir as a part of i think an elective you know it was easy grade you know like go oh, join get an a you know just gotta, you just gotta show up and so um but i got attached i got attached to it um i was in the choir from all through middle school um and then all through high school um, and then by the time I got to be a senior in high school, I um, thought I would want to uh, pursue music in, uh, in college. And so um, I started taking voice lessons, uh, probably voice lessons as a senior in high school. Um, and then I, um, when I graduated and went to college and uh, majored in, at first, uh, performance, music performance in voice. Um, and then later on in college, I actually switched over and ended up in um, music business as a major. Um, and then also during that time, I started studying a lot of piano and music theory. Um, and then when I got out of college, that's when I got uh, into music producing. Um, and then that was my first foray into music producing. I started working on um, uh, just learning how to create tracks and produce music uh, with, with um, and, you know, working with artists and things like that. And um, I would say probably in maybe 2015, 2016-ish, I was introduced to sync licensing um, and um, found out that you can actually get music placed in TV shows and ads and video games and all these kind of things. And, you know, I was really I was surprised because I didn't realize that it was as accessible as it was or is um but um I, I, that's what I want to try so I started to kind of uh, learn how to uh get into the that world um and learn how to arrange the music and started to really build try to build my catalog um you know and and start really submitting and pitching my music and then um since then I've done um a lot of our music placed on um different uh tv networks um just uh some examples fox um abc um usa network um bet network um i've had it on a, on a uh, jack jackson hewitt commercial advertisement 
um, DirecTV, uh, just to name a few examples of some of the where my tracks have landed so far in the sync world. And that's pretty much um, takes me to where I'm at today, where I'm still uh, heavily involved in uh, composing and producing um, music for um, sync uh, licensing for film and TV and ads, um, as well as still working with uh, some independent artists um, on their projects as well. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. <laughs> so you started, do you still do vocals, by the way? Do you still do all your vocals? Like, what's your status there? Yeah, I, I started to get back in. So, so for a while, I wasn't really doing any vocals. I really just was uh, relying on artists or other uh, writers or singers. But I'm, I've recently started to get back into vocals, um, you know, kind of doing uh, my own thing. Um, so that's kind of been one of my goals this year, actually. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting back into it. Most, most stuff now is more like, you know, ad libs and like effects. Um, but I'm, I'm actually going to start going back more into doing, um, you know, uh, lead vocals and then putting some work out. Mm. What are the fundamental things that you've done to get yourself into this game and to get yourself into these Fox and and uh, B uh, and BT and all these uh, AB NBC and all these places you've been, what do you feel like was the main ingredient for this? Uh, I would say the main ing or ingredients. You know, let's let's make it plural. Yeah, sure. I, I think the main ingredients really is. Uh, I mean, the first one I would definitely say consistency and and um creating and also um you know pitching in um and then also um the other uh ingredient really is to you know i i don't know the, the best thing is maybe to like understand the craft like like how the the music should be um arranged or composed or you know scored um and that's a lot of that's research um so just you know um, researching heavily on, you know, how, what, how are, um, how is music used in, you know, these different types of settings, you know, um, like, you know, background music uh, for TVs and advertise, uh, shows and advertisements. Um, and then what, 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 you know, what's the styles, what, you know, what kinds of music is being played or how is it being used? Um, there's a lot of different um, avenues there. So I think the, um, those main ingredients would be, you know, obviously consistency, but also, um, you know, obviously re a lot of research um, with, you know, how to compose the music and then like, you know, understanding like where you might find that type of music uh, in, in shows and, you know, and being able to um, get in those avenues or areas where you can, you know, get the music into the right hands in order to land in, the, in those uh for those placements i think those are the main ingredients that I've, I've picked up over the years so give me a rundown when you look at a movie or a, a tv show or or an ad how do you break it down well i really just look at like you know what's going on and you know what's the theme like what's the theme that's you know going on in either to add or show, you know, what's happening on screen. Um, 
you know, and then, then from there, I'm looking at type of music it's, it's, it's playing and trying to understand like why they chose that particular sound or that particular genre or that particular, you know, mood. Um, and just sort of like really kind of understanding like, okay, you know, worst of all, like what kind of, um, what kind of music is being played? You know, is it, is it like up-tempo hip hop? Is it uh, cinematic? Is it uh, um, electronic? Um, is it, you know, ambient, you know, and then like, what, what's, what's the mood of the song, you know, um, and understanding like what, okay, it's uplifting, it's, or it's maybe um, dramatic, or it's investigative, and then, you know, how is that adding to the scene? And then like, you know, why would they have chosen that? And also understanding like the elements of the song itself. So if it's like an ambient, what's actually, what's actually, what kinds of sounds are making that, amb- uh, making it to be an ambient type of track or a type of investigating track? Like if it's, it's very pulsating, um, pulsating with the, with a uh, pulsating synth bass sound or some kind of like um, sound design effect, you know, what, what, what elements are they using? You know, and so that's like when I, so when I, you know, even it's like watching, watching movies, TV shows, advertisements, you know, like when you hear, when I hear the music, um, it's, it's almost impossible for me now to kind of like not dissect, you know, what's going on and, and thinking about like, well, why do they place that there? You know, like, why are they playing uh, a certain theme song uh, during a chase scene? You know, and they've got this like, you know, heavy metal alternative or alternative something song like why do they put that particular song with maybe those particular lyrics or you know instrumental with just those sounds and that's kind of how i break all that down and kind of and then from there i look at that okay like based off what i do like what's my what's my strength what are my strengths you know in terms of the music that i make um and if i feel like that some of those those those, um music that i hear is is very similar to what i make then i may try to start to compose um, very similar types of tracks, you know, so they could maybe be pitched or something, uh, some types of similar scenes or um, examples. Damn, that's great, man. That's some great info. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll say that just as you were speaking, I was thinking, I usually, I'm the opposite, to be honest. <laughs> I let, uh, I when I watch a movie, I let it sink, ah. at least for the first time. Yeah. Because I wanna, I wanna experience the movie, but, but it's so, uh, it's so vital to do what you're doing. So you just, you just inspired me to, to, to take that on a ride for sure. But do you feel like it takes away from the fun of watching a movie when you're dissecting everything like that? Um, I mean, it, it, it's kind, of, it's one of those things, kind of like you're saying. Like I have to kind of you know, kind of remind myself just to enjoy it sometimes. And then, and then, and then just, and then just like, you know, go back and, and, and then dissect. But it's, it's, sometimes it's just, it's almost like it's gotten to be intuitive because I'm just so, you know, like I can't help but to like notice, you know, especially when it hits you. Cause you know, like you, you, you watch certain things, it just, you know, like they just, it just moves you. Um, sometimes it's like even trailer music, like, man, that trailer is so crazy or like how they did this, that, that bass bend sound or that, that something swoops in and you just, and it's like, I can't help but to like think about how they, even like how they panned it, how they, they went across from, you know, right to left or they, you know, like it's just, so it, it, I mean, it, 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 for me, it doesn't take necessarily take it away too much, but I do have to kind of remind myself sometimes to like, let's just enjoy the movie. Like you're saying, kind of relax and, and just really enjoy it. Um, and then come back later on, you know, and then dissect 
some after I've already seen know what happens. Um, and that time it's a lot. Of, not that it's easier that way because once you already kind of know what's going on, you already know you're already familiar with the plot. Then you can go back and really like dissect. Okay, okay, I understand what the, like what's going on, but and now I can sort of maybe think about why they chose that particular type of sound or track. Yeah. Ooh. Man, we're only 10 minutes in. Chill out. What's going on? <laughs> Bro. Thank you for tuning in to the sync license. No, I'm kidding. Um, man, th- this is fire. And I- I'll tell you why. It- what you you brought up brings up so many things. That's that's the thing. For me, when I make trailer music, I watch a trailer and then I watch it again. It's two minutes, right? Right. But when I watch a TV show, going back and watching this scene, imagine like my partner or somebody like, imagine like your wife, if you're you're watching something and you're like, hey, baby, let's take it two minutes back. She just like got <laughs> excited from that scene. <laughs> and now she's like watching it again? Right. What the hell are you talking right. about? Right, right. Um, with trailers, it's so much easier because if you watch it together, then you can just watch it again, you know? Right. Um, so it's it's great that you say that. I, I like I like how you I like how you present it. What are current trends that you are that you have been uh, detecting? Um I mean, I guess in general it's so like a lot of a lot of stuff that I that I hear right now, I guess there's a couple of things. I mean, I can go a couple areas in trailers. You know, a lot of the trailer music that I hear is like a lot of like remakes of um, maybe popular songs, but they're like very like slow and melancholy, like really they kind of toned it down or they like like I know there was like an example of um, that in like the recent um, Black Panther two, two reveal there was like and I can't remember the songs now, but there they were like there were um I think one of them was uh there's a Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, right? Yeah, Kendrick Lamar had, had and had a and it was the one before that one, but kind of how they merged that into um they transitioned it from the the, the song they did before, which I think was re-sang by a um African singer. And but it was like this very melancholy kind of like you know somberish and then it kind of went into the Kendrick Lamar and kind of like it was uplifting, but not. But it was more of like still kind of that melancholy feel. And I, and I noticed that a lot of trailers, um, a lot of trailers will do that now. There's a lot of commonality to that, those kind of things. And of course, there's a lot. There's this is very sort of like format, like with trailers, where they have these pauses in the middle, and then they might have this drop that comes in. It's like this real, an epic, um, in your face drop, and they might have some huge um, bend in like you know the do. <laughs> you know, and then it, it comes into something else, right? So, like, I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of the, the trailer in that I, that I see. Um, but as far as like, um, you know, other other types of songs that I hear, like on shows and stuff, I see. I just hear a lot of like, um, usually it's upbeat. You know, like if it's commercials, like especially like tech, like I don't know, like or like car com- automobile commercials or like very tech phones. Usually it's very upbeat types of stuff, um, either electronic or like hip hop driven. Um, are you here? Some cinematic hip hop is another big trend now. Um, a lot of the big, like I guess, like trailers, or that's another thing with trailers, or just um, ads are going to to, to the cinematic hip hop route, which is like you know, again, kind of it builds 
you know, it starts and builds and kind of has this dramatic feel with the like, you know, trap hip hop trap style drums um, thrown in there. Um, but yeah, a lot of other stuff that I hear is just a lot of like, you know, it's more like uplifting. Um, and generally it's either um, hip hop based or electronic based that I've seen. And of course, I still hear like some types of like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say rock. It's not maybe more like pop rock. Um, types of songs that I might hear like in commercials but generally a lot of it's very uplifting that's, that's, the, that's kind of the commonality in, unless it's like again trailer it's different it depends on what trailer it is too um, but um, but yeah I know it's a lot of that now it's just a very um, you know and I think it might have been, that might have came out of the pandemic uh, I know there were a lot of people were working on like trying to have like uplifting music um, to kind of put in commercials and advertisements and like sort of things like bonding like all this global type of uh, bonding with each other so that's you know I, I know there was there's been a shift from like what i've heard was that there's been a shift from like just um piano and strings only like there used to be a lot of that and like they're like now we a lot of places now they want like some kind of um drums under it or just more involved um so that's those are the kinds of things i've noticed right now uh, that have been trendy yeah and if i mean it, this might this may be i may be getting this wrong but from my point of view trailers are getting more and more experimental now it's like in a, in a phase where it's going all over the place yeah the role of a trailer is to always elevate you so it's kind of like it's telling a story but the thing that i've uh noticed from making a lot of trailer music lately is that since making trailer music, I structure all my hip hop tracks like a trailer. Mm. And it makes my, for me, it's a big advantage because I'm giving so many options to the editor. If that makes sense. Yeah, like definitely. I'm giving them all the tools they need. I am giving them the toolbox they need for their ad, for their movie, for their anything. Therefore, my track is built like a trailer, but it's usable for anything. So, so my fills would stand out by themselves, you know, like my, my fills would come in by themselves. And then in an ad, a lot of the times you'll hear just the drum, and then there, there will be like a huge explosion. Right. So I am totally with you on that. The, the, the trailer space is super interesting at the moment to me. And it's very, it's a very transferable skill. Uh, for for just from from my end, making just going into trailer music is so useful for any other style that I'm making. If you had to describe your production style in three words, what would these three words be? Oh man. Oh, my production style, three words. Um, man, um, I would say diverse. Um, up, um, up, usually upbeat. So it depends on, it kind of depends on the mode. But generally it's, it's let me put it this way. Uh, it, uh, energetic or energetic or moving. Um, and um I guess another way is, um, I mean, I won't say positive. That's always like my vibe, but sometimes the mood itself is not necessarily positive. But 
it's definitely you know that's kind of what it it, it comes from it comes from inside me so like i'm usually like very you know positive or optimistic driven so a lot of my music kind of speaks to that so a lot of it's up tempo or upbeat uplifting um but yeah definitely energetic and diverse and i I may i put uplifting in there as my third word that might be the best hell yeah man (laughs) positive is not a negative word. You know what I mean? Like positive is not a bad word to use. It's, it's generalized. Yes. But it's also, you know, just like you can say about a person that he's positive or he's optimistic or he's whatever, uh, the, the it's, it's positive is also, you know, when you look in the library, it's one of the things that pop up positive is actually a, a feel. Right. So, right. That's great. So these are your three words. Um, what are mistakes that you've made in the beginning of your of your journey, and how would you avoid them? Looking at it now, uh, well, I, I think the biggest mistakes for me were just the, again the um, arrangements. So when I first started, I was just pitching whatever. Um, and I, I got a list of a couple of libraries or, um, and had a couple of contacts and I just started just, you know, pitching this, the, the tracks without really understanding, like, um, you know, really the, the scope of the arrangements and then like the types of tracks that were being used. Um, so, I mean, looking back, I mean, I think the biggest thing, and I think it's a, it was a learning curve, but I think the biggest thing was kind of just to slow down and just kind of, you know, take, take the time in the beginning and kind of really like research and like learn the, 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 you know, the game or the, or the industry, you know, if you will, like just take the time to study and then, and then, and then kind of go back and, 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 you know, arrange and uh, pitch based off of that. I think I spent a lot of, um, you know, my first starting, you know, it's been a lot of time that I just was like throwing darts at a, at a wall, you know, and, um, and, and, and didn't take the time to like, you know, just even just like, you know, get and just got even like building like with, um, you know, supervisors that might be online, those media supervisors online or social media and just like talking and not trying to like, you know, f- so focus on pitching, but just like talking, understanding like how, how their process works, you know, um, because I think if you think like if you understand like how music supervision is done and how they work with editors and how they work with these um, directors and producers and things like that. It makes, it puts a lot more clarity of, you know, how to um, do your music and how to approach them for submissions. So I think that was a big, um, you know, avenue for me to, to learn from, you know, when I first started, I was just like going and kind of blindly, you know? Yes. Biggest takeaway for me from this answer would be relationships. Yes. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely important. Relationships, relationships and building, just like you said, building. Right. Taking that, right. taking that understanding that behind that computer, behind that email is a person reading. Exactly. And if they get exactly. the same automated uh, message, I have a friend that's a really, really, really ridiculously good producer. He's like, yeah, I take a message and I blast it to all these, uh, these, uh, this list of uh, people. I have such a big list and I blast it to everyone. And he says it really pr- proudly. And then I'm like, and then I ask him, do you have a relationship with these people? He's like, what are you talking about? 
You know, and this is a guy, this is a guy that has tracks with the Universal and stuff like that. Like he's, he's landed some stuff, right? but he just didn't, doesn't understand the value of having and practicing a relationship. And then the, down the line, if you're not in a relationship with a label, with your label, with your people that you work with, they, and they don't answer you then it's not a relationship. Right. It's just a transaction. Right. And in the end of the day, you can say whatever you want about, you know, doing it for for whatever sake. Money is a currency and money is a, a form of energy. And if there's bad energy behind that from one of the sides, then it's not complete to me. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's, I mean, I think you're 100% right. Cool. So I want to hear more about your philosophy around building relationships and things that you've gotten from these relationships. Because I know that you're big on relationships and it's a common theme. Everyone that comes on this podcast has a huge value for for has a huge place in their heart for these kinds of relationships and are super generous with their information mm. which I'm super happy about that's what I attract and I want you to elaborate over that please if you can sure I mean I, I mean just like you said before I mean it's 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 in a way it's, it's invaluable. I mean, you know, and I think there's so there's, there's, here's, some, here's some things that I've learned, you know, over the years about when it comes to relationships. Um, and this is like, you know, this can be, you know, music related, uh, sync related, or just in general in, 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 in life, but, you know, relationships, you know, take time, right. It, it's not like the first time you meet somebody and, you know, you might exchange a couple messages and then like y'all are like so close that you're that, that comfortable um, you can kind of get into their space. You know, like relationships take a lot of time to build um, and, they're, and, they're, and it's really like a friendship. It's almost like a friendship. You know, it's like a it's like a uh, you know, that person you can like call them. I always say a good relationship for me is like um, if I can uh, talk to you, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have to necessarily be music related or it doesn't have to necessarily be like whatever subject that you're an expert related. We can just talk about other things that we may have in common and we may be experiencing things like raising family, things like sports, things like hot, you know, whatever hobbies we do. And, you know, you be almost, you become friends. And I think, um, you know, that's invaluable because, you know, not only does it take time, but it's almost like, you know, they're almost like assets in a, in a, in a way, because when you have those relationships um, and, and you, and you have that trust, you know, it's another thing about relationships. There's a lot of trust there. Um, generally what happens is when there's opportunities that come out, you know, there's like a project that, that, you know, either you need somebody to, to help you with, or they need somebody and, and, and they know, you, you know, each other's skill sets. Um, more than likely they'll reach out to, to you first because they have that trust, um, you know, that you'll get it done or be able to help them and vice versa. And, um, the reason why that's so so important is because it kind of, in a way, keeps you going. Um, it, it, keep, it keeps that longevity because, um, you know, particularly with music and, and some of these types of entertainment, you know, it's, it, there's ups and downs, right? There's, it's, sometimes you get really, really busy. Sometimes there's uh, it's a slow period. 
sometimes you're just not motivated because like maybe things in your personal life are going on and you just kind of like mellow out and then a lot of times like those relationships you know or somebody calls you and just like you know you talk and they say you know you might they have an opportunity and that might that opportunity might inspire you to just you know you might have stopped let's say you Mm -hmm. You know, you haven't really been creative in like several months. That my opportunity might inspire you to not only work on that one, but then all of a sudden you get, it fuels you again to keep going. And then based off, you know, their contacts, you know, who do they who 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 do they know? You know, and you know, if you have a relationship with like people to, who may know uh, directors or may know uh, music supervisors, or maybe it's the director or supervisor themselves or producers and things like that. Now you're already you know, in a space uh, where you really have a great opportunity um, to, you know, further your career um, and, you know, say like, you know, the music space or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, they're really invaluable, but I think that, the, 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 you know, the main takeaway about not, relationships is, is like I say, it's is a lot of, you know, it, it takes time and takes some patience and just like understanding that you know, people are human, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you gotta, <laughs> we're all human. And, and so you just have to like, you know, treat it as such and not treat it. So like you were saying before about the money thing. I mean, it, sometimes I think it's, you get too, if you get too caught up in the sort of businessy part of it and then be so like, you know, kind of be a machine in a sense. I mean, you know, people can respect the um, persistence, but when you're just so like, so just robotic, you don't take the time to kind of get to know somebody or build or just understand like what they're, you know, maybe working on or whatever. Then I think it, you know, it, you, you, like you said, like you're saying, you can get to certain levels, but I think you kind of will hit a ceiling, you know, especially when like work slows down and, or things just happen and you kind of have to take a step away from it, you know? Um, and I, I don't say for me personally, I just feel like a lot of opportunity that, that I get even now is just from relationships that I've built over the years. And so like, maybe I can say, maybe I'm, Maybe I've slowed down on certain months, but it's like somebody might be working on something and they, and they come, they reach out to me and say, hey, can you do, you know, X, Y, Z, which is actually what's happening now. It's like I was telling you before in my artists that, you know, they were like, hey, you know, we got somebody that wants these uh, couple of tracks, you know, and blah, 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 you know, and they're, you know, like, I, you know, we've worked over the years and it's like, you know, yeah, good, let's go. And um, and I know that they'll, uh, I've trusted, I'm like, I'm not pitching in the dark, you know, they're actually going to take it and use it and, uh, you know, we'll be able to, to uh, get compensated for it you know so I just think it's invaluable man like relationships are like really they're so crucial you know um they can they can probably and they, they can make it break you you know a lot of times you know um and I, I just think that I just can't speak highly enough of how valuable they are but also understanding like the process you know of building relationships you know yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm taking a moment for that to sink for sure. There's a lot there. High tide raises all boats. <laughs> Rising tide, Rising, sorry. Rising tides. I'll, I'll get that right someday. It's the squad effect, That's you right. know? It's all good. Like squad effect. Yeah. Uh, me and my friends, me and my homies, we have a, a mastermind and we just see each other growing. Right. And we're like, how can we be there for you? How can I be fulfillment looking for need as opposed to being in need looking for f- fulfillment? There you go. There's a great book by Emily Fletcher. And she's uh, an amazing person. She was the first person who I completely connected to when she talked about meditation. 
and she she said these words. I recommend checking out this book, by the way. It's just like a, an amazing resource. But this is it. Being of service. I have so many people hitting me up on LinkedIn saying, hey, this is my music. Check it out and run away. You know, this for me, it may change during the years, but for me, it's being a, a need looking for fulfillment. But if you're an artist and you come up to me and you go, hey, I noticed you made this song and my song is actually really similar. We should actually link together for a songwriting sesh because we make such similar stuff. And then I see that there is something in between us that is in common. But when you just throw stuff at me and go, hey, look at my stuff, or look how you can help me, it is just, it looks very unprofessional and it looks like something I wouldn't want a long-term relationship with. Right. That's why when you were speaking to creating these long relationships, whoever's listening to this, create, come in a, with the mindset of creating these long relationships and you will not be disappointed because the money will not be a factor anymore because you're putting all that energy into that into that place. And again, money is important. Money is a currency. You are a father. You know that. That said, if it is only about that and you are willing to, to do things that will hurt people or you are going in it to just blast a few labels then you're not in it for the long game. Exactly. And that is something you need to look into if you have that. I wanted to ask you about you being a family guy and how you balance your creativity with that. How does that, how does that work with you? Because I'm sure that that listeners of this podcast will be also people who are fathers, who are creatives, who are aspiring people looking to to make this their their thing. And how do you balance all these things? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, so the biggest, so the, the, you know, I would say, you know, you have to sort of, you're going to move different. You know, your routine is going to change because, um, especially when you have young children, but I mean, all children need, they're going to need your attention and things like that. So I think for me, uh, my balance, uh, you know, first and foremost, really honestly, family is priority. So they're always going to have the that priority in my daily life. Um, and, you know, sometimes it, it, you know, usually when I work on music nowadays, um, depending on my schedule, it's when everybody's asleep or people are doing other things. And I just have the time where I can like dedicate my time to just um work work on it but I, I would say that the, you know the big thing about it and i know that i've actually even seen this in forums sometimes it's live sometimes people get kind of discouraged because um the time is just so uh can be so spotty because you know um you know sometimes you know your kids get up in the middle of the night or sometimes like somebody's sick or sometimes you got to run around and do this and that and so sometimes it just be hard to even just simply maybe dedicate time to just practice your instrument you know, and things like, or just something like very routine that you normally used to do a long time ago. And then all of a sudden now it's all changed. And, you know, what I, what I say, um, 
to that is, you know, things that I've kind of done is there's a couple of things that I, that I sort of told myself and, 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 and make sure I, I understand, you know, number one, um, some days it's just, it's not going to work for me, you know, and that's okay. You know, if, if I got a, if I got a, a, a brief that comes in and I've got a, like a very fast deadline and it's like, you know, due by, I don't know, the next morning or something. And it's like, you know, I didn't see it till 1am and I work on it and somebody wakes up. Um, and because there was something happened, I, I'm, I'm going to try my best, but I'm, it may, it may, I just, something that's out of my control may just, I just can't get it done. And it's fine. And especially if I got a good relationship with the person, right. It goes back to relationship thing. If they, under, they know me and they understand that I'm not going to like blow them off. Right. Um, but in general, you, you have to just understand, like, there's, there are going to be times where, you know, guess what? You're just not going to be able to get there. And that's fine. Um, but you still remain consistent in what you do. And then the other uh, thing that I would say is um, it really stressed the importance of templates um, with, as a creator. Um, templates are your best friend um, because, you know, you know, um, you know, one, you know, obviously when you boot up some session and things like that, and you kind of know what genres you're going to work on, having that stuff already in place, plugins, or your setup, whatever, is going to save you time there. But then also, um, like, uh, what, was, what was my where I was going with that, uh, being able to create ideas, you know, if you've already got some things in place and say like, you might only have time to do, you know, eight, eight bars, um, you know, for an idea, right. You can still dedicate an hour or dedicate some time to create ideas. And that could be in anything. You could be on a garage band on your phone or on the iPad. You can be on just whatever voice notes and just get the ideas down. You'll get a bunch of ideas down. And then like, you know, you might at near the end of the week or something, you can have more time and you can just spend time working on those ideas that way you don't have to start from scratch all the time so you can stay inspired you already have something to work off of you got a template so it cuts down on a lot of the time um and then the other thing i would say uh that I, it's helped me out too is is more collaboration um because i'm collaborating with other um either producers or artists you know taking some it takes load off me to where say i may only need to focus on the piano parts, or I may need to focus only on the bass or drums, or I may need to only focus on mixing. And so it makes me feel less overwhelmed because maybe like that night, I'm only, I know that I'm only focusing on a certain section or certain instrument part or something. And at the end of the day, you know, we're still going to have a complete song, we're still going to get pitched and all these things, you know. So you have to sort of like be almost uh, autonomous in a sense, you know, find, find things that you can automate or, or just make simpler so that you um, are still getting um, your projects done um, and not feel like stressed overwhelmed that you know maybe you can't do like you did before where you you know every day you worked you know for four or five hours you know or if you had a, a job and you um, at night your job you know when you got home from work you'd work on your mu music for some amount of time and um, you know, every day you could get it done and now it's, you know, it changes. So uh, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's different, but it's not so much that you can't do it. You know, um, you can still do music. And, you know, I, I always go back to an advice that my, um, you know, my piano teacher one point told me is that, you know, you never have to stop making music. You know, it's not like sports where you just get to a point where you just professionally, you can't because of your body. Um, it's just not, at what it was, you know, with music, you know, you can never have to stop making music. You can never, you never, it's never too early to learn an instrument. It's never too learn, early to learn different genres or different things. Um, you know, you can, people are touring 
you know, professional musicians are touring and there's, you know, they're 70 years old, 80 years old, still touring. Um, so, um, and then it's the way that the, 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 the days are now of technology, you know, how we're doing Zoom now. I mean, we're, you can do sessions over Zoom, you can um, do all these things and pitch your music online just through, um, you know, skit on the internet. You know, you could be, you know, from a laptop to make music, get on the internet, pitch your music and you can release your stuff now digitally um, just by going to um, uh, public, uh, publisher distribution services. So you can, it's just so accessible now in ways to get your music out. You never have to stop, even if, you know, once family gets in. Um, so I think they just really kind of understanding that, that mindset, you know, and then just kind of creating, creating things for yourself that just make things like flow easier, you know, templates, um, collaborations, you know, ideas, Ibar ideas, you know, just things that constantly will keep you inspired, but also um, make your workflow more efficient. You know, and that's something that I really had to learn during parenthood, you know. Yeah, man. Yep. I totally see it. Okay. Let me ask you another trick question. If you were to start your sync journey from scratch right now, all you had is a a uh, uh, computer with a DAW, a, a pair, of, a pair of headphones, and five hundred dollars. How would you invest your time and money in to developing your completely new career? <laughs> oh man! So if I just okay, so honestly, a lot of that money at this point would go into. Um, webinars, courses, um, anything that I could do to one, learn, uh, or, you know, sessions where I could get in front of like pitching sessions or live sessions, uh, conferences, things like that, where I can get in front of people and start building relationships. Um, that's probably the most important aspect. Again, like when I started my journey, that's sort of like, you know, I kind of went full sale kind of blindly um, and I and I think that is is key is those things. So if I my five hundred dollars would would go strictly into that, and I know before anybody talks about, um, well, you know, what about your plugins or gear and things like that, you know, uh, you, you know, and we may have talked about this before in some of our calls. You know, you can do a lot with what you have to work with. I mean, all, all DAWs now they come with so much, you know, so many tools, so many stock sounds and and tools for you to tweak things. Um, and, and you can just take time to learn, you know, these, 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 uh, tricks and trade and, and that stuff is free. You know, you're, you, at that, that time you can sit there and tweak and you can get on YouTube you can get on these, you know, and you can just talk to other people that may be using it. There's always ways of getting, gathering information to, to better your craft and just time to, to, um, you know, to, uh, hone it and get yourself better. Um, but, you know, again, relationship building and, and, and putting yourself out there, um, especially in the sync world, is super important. And, and that $500, I think, would definitely be spent towards just really doing that. You know, maybe travel, maybe like say, getting in front of people, whoever I could, that I, and, 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 and building relationships. So that's, I think that's what I would do for sure for now if, I, if that's all I had. Yeah, fire. Also, in a lot of these relation uh, in a lot of these courses they have communities so you can then build relationships from there 
with the with the course owners, you know, like in 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 the sync business, most of these most of the people who own courses are average joes. They are such nice people. They're not like a, a, a um Ryan Tedder or somebody who's like in a uh, Hans Zimmer or somebody who's like on such a caliber where they don't even seek to talk to you because they're so busy or whatever. These guys, a lot of the times are just average Joes. You send them an email, they get you back. You start a, a community. Once you invest, you put your money where your mouth is, then things start moving. So I like that answer a lot. We are running on time. Let, let, let's, let's, let's leave him with one, one last piece of wisdom from, from Brendan Simmons. Uh, I mean, just don't stop. <laughs> that's the thing, man. Like, I know that's very cliche. I know that's the most cliched piece of advice of all time. But, I mean, consistency is key with, with, with everything. Um, you know, like, if you're consistent, you're going to um, be able to be, to be successful. That's with anything. Sometimes it's not about just music, but a lot of times we always, we hear, we hear this all the time, you know, the people that are hardworking and consistent will beat the more talented person, you know, on any given day, if the talented person is not consistent or working hard, right? So just don't stop, you know, yes, there, life happens, you know, you may have to take time off, but do not stop. Just don't, don't do it. If you want to do it, Stay on it and it's, things will happen. Yes. Preach, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, my man, you are, you, I can call you a friend by this time. And, and I'm, I'm so happy that I've had you. You've dropped gems left and right. And I'm sure there will be so much for people to take from this. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for having the podcast. Me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you, man. Definitely appreciate you.